the Splendid Bohemians are back with another episode of Put on a Stack of 45s, your favorite show that is devoted to a 45 RPM uh, recording of note. And you remember those 45 RPMs, gang? Because we sure do. And today we're going to be running into the the wilds of, of 45 RPM-dom. RPM-dom. That's a tough one. RPM-dom. That's a good one. RPM-dom. And notice how I said we'll be running there. Why will we be running there? Because, because that's the title because of the song. The title is running. And the gentleman, to the surprise of many, who recorded that tune is Mr. Chubby Checker. Chubby the Twist Checker making his comeback attempt in 1982 with this Bob Seger-like song written by Joe Russo, Running, which made it up to 92. So it just barely made it into the top 100. He clipped the, the top 100. And I think that there's an assumption with this recording that all he was trying to do was uh, try to prove that he wasn't just the twist. But if we consider that the twist is 60, and now this is 1982, that's a yeah. long time to try to prove something. So he was doing other things in between. But, he never gave up the fight. And yeah. he's still alive, and I presume he's still uh, you know, out there swinging. I think he's underrated as a vocalist. I don't think his vocal prowess is given the credit that it deserves. And you hear it on a number of those Cameo Parkway records. Uh, you hear it with D.D. Sharp and Slow Twistin'. You do hear it in Running. And you hear it in a 2008 recording that also was another effort for him to become normalized within the business called Knock Down the Wall. I think he is incredibly versatile. Um, you know how he how he started. I think he was working in a, a a fish market or a market down there in Philly, where he grew up, and um, he came across the one of the guys of Cameo Parkway, uh, Cal Man, and uh, who I think they named him Chubby. Yes. He, yeah, he, he uh, here he worked at Fresh Farm Poultry. Yes, he was. A, and he was discovered by boss Tony A, who named him Chubby and, and took him because he was friends with Cal Mann of Cameo Parkway. But what I was getting to was in 1959, when he was, I think, 18 years old, uh, he privately recorded a novelty record to submit to Dick Clark called The Class, where he imitated Fats Domino, The Coasters, Elvis, and then he had the chipmunks with Ricky Nelson, Fabian, and Frankie Avalon. Teach it now. <laughs> all right, class, let's all be seated. I'm the music teacher, Dig. That's who I am. I want to know if all you cats and kittens did your homework on Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yeah, I did. I'm from my own. Solid. 
Let's share your homework there, my man Fats. Mary had a little lamb, his fleece was white as snow. In everywhere that Mary went, that crazy lamb would go. Fats! Uh, and it was a novelty tune that caught Dick Clark's fancy. And it was, it is, um, historically his very first uh, professional recording. Followed right. up with uh, a recording called Whole Lot of Laughing, and then The Dancing Dinosaur. So he was be- <laughs> he was beginning to get into the into the dance mode. That was 1959, but right yeah. around the corner was this fame that could not have been possibly dreamt of with this recording of The Twist. Um, yeah. I, I look at the picture sleeve of the 45 that I purchased at the time that it came out, and it, it takes me back to that very moment at Woolworths when we had that, that store that sold 45 RPM records for 59 cents. Um, and I look at his, his, his face, I put that on, and I am transported right back to that moment. It's, it's just truly amazing how the impact of some of these recordings. Um, for some people, it's pure nostalgia, but Chubby Checker was a true influence along with those cameo Parkway Oh, yeah. Artists. Oh, yeah. And those records are great, great records, you know. They, besides being just novelty dance tunes, they're they're just really great rock and roll. Absolutely, absolutely. From the Orlans to D.D. D. Sharp to those Bobby Rydell recordings, uh, Sway, uh, <laughs> the high school, I go to a swinging school. Do you remember Bayside High School for you and I as a swinging school? Absolutely not. It was not a swing in school, no. It was uh it was like Attica. It was <laughs> I remember I I remember uh the one class being disrupted by a, a a brawl that was happening between the uh the bust in black kids and the and the greasers in the park across the street. You remember that great melee, yeah. Yeah, and everybody sort of gathered around the windows and watched the, the fight and the cops coming and all this stuff. This was, yeah, this was, that, you know, and when I was showing my students a documentary about the 70s and the, the failed busing experiment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in Boston, there was some kid who got hurt and then there was a riot in Boston, a race riot. Nobody wanted busing. As a matter of fact, I think my parents were, um, I think I was supposed to be bused out of Bayside, mm-hmm. but they refused. That was, a, that was quite a moment in time to, to, to live through because it's, it's, it was watching the entire, the entire civil rights movement take place before our eyes. Uh, for us, anyway, coming from a, yeah. a, a neighborhood that was predominantly uh, white. And it was certainly eye-opening, and uh, there it was scary because of some of the uh, combatants. Oh yes, yes. People there. were seriously uh, in war. In war, yeah, yeah. And we're still in war to a certain degree. But being that young and having witnessed that, 
that occurrence in history for the first time, this experiment, uh, that was that was something to behold. But we had the music. We had the music to always, always had the music to always ground us. Now, Chubby um, Ernest Evans was born in South Carolina, and he was raised in the project. So this was a this was a poor kid. So nineteen forty one. Nineteen forty one. You can imagine. At 22 years of age, he's a millionaire. And he, oh, right. He yeah. marries... And a, that, that kind of set everything in stone for him. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Because he also had a Dutch model wife to look after. And they have a couple of kids who are both in the music industry. Oh, really? Yes, yes. And um, uh, one thing I'll say about, about Mr. Evans is that there has never been an unkind word that I've ever heard in the industry spoken about him. You know, I think I heard that somewhere as well. He's well-liked, always has been, very, very well-liked. Yeah, and, and with a history, once again, that I think is, is, is disregarded for reasons that are, are not fathomable. So, you know, he, he follows up the twist with the Hucklebuck. Now the Hucklebuck, yeah. that took that had some traction, right? Yeah. No, I think he had several top ten hits. Pony time, but then he ends out nineteen. He begins nineteen sixty one with "Let's Twist Again," and right. that thing just. How often does a sequel take off? A sequel, the, yeah. The way "Let's Twist Again" does it was like a movie so, sequel. I keep coming back to this idea: How could he not be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Absolutely. I mean, he was like fundamental. Yes, he was fundamental. There's, there's, there's really no two ways about it. So, you know, for for anyone who has a vote, you have to recognize that the importance of Nine Inch Nails and Whitney Houston, they're self-explanatory. I think that the importance of Chubby Checker, uh, and unfortunately, as with someone like Warren Zevon, needs to be explained to some people. Because Warren yeah. was not just the excitable boy or the werewolf of London, and Chubby was not just the twist. Yeah, I, I before we play the record running from 1982, um, I, I wanted to mention the record that he made in 1971. He, he was quoted as saying, the twist ruined my life. As you say, millionaire at 22, in 1971, he tried to remarket himself um, in London, making a psych album called Checkered. Yes, Checkered. The mm-hmm. And had songs like Stoned in the Bathroom. But it was only released in Europe. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, there were many efforts to try to uh, reinvent yourself in another country. 
because they would possibly more. It's like a jazz musician traveling yeah. to Sweden in an effort to find another audience, and hopefully it kind of pours over into the American market. But uh, it seemed like a good idea at the time in the age of Iron Butterfly and the age yeah. of, uh, you know. Trying to catch that wave. Trying, trying to catch that wave. Um, Reminds me a little bit of uh, Sam the Sham Samudio. Yes, yes. In, in there, there, are some, there are some similarities there. In 2008, Chubby's Twist was named the biggest chart hit of all time, right? The biggest mm-hmm. chart hit. And he was honored by the Settlement Music School as part of the school's centennial celebration and named to the Settlement 100, a list of notable people connected to the school. So Chubby, Chubby is known for uh, um, having some awards that are different than awards that are given to others, and I find that, that fascinating as, as well. Um, so let's, let's give him a little bit of running, and then I'm going to uh, tell a little story about my personal history with the song running as a, as a uh, performing artist. Okay, that would be great. Um, but before we do launch into the tune, why don't you give us a little bit of, uh, you know, um, uh, run up to it? Uh, uh, in, terms the, of, in terms of how you regard this record, why you chose it. I, I found it so compelling in 1982 while I was traveling with a band promoting a country and western 45 single that I included it in the set and discovered that its idea combined three different artists that I appreciated greatly. Chubby, Bruce Springsteen, and Bob Seger. Yeah, it sounded very Seger-like to me. Um, And uh, it was originally recorded by the Outlaws. Yes. um, On Los Hombres Malo, also in 82. And the Outlaws were a fairly uh, popular band at the at the time, and I, I remember seeing the Outlaws. They were they they were iffy in concert, but um, they had a. They following. were Southern rock. Southern, right? They were Southern rock. They were part of the whole Southern rock contingent. Um, yeah, there were, there's great appreciation and uh, recollections for fans of Southern rock regarding the Outlaws. But yes, that they were the first to. Uh, to record it, but I found Chubby's version. As a lover of great pop records, I thought it was wonderfully produced. I thought the vocal was stellar. Uh, I had met the writer Joe Russo, who had written pretty well nothing prior to that, and was thrilled to have this opportunity with MCA Records. I bet. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a big, big deal, an unknown writer getting this opportunity as Chubby is traveling. Uh, and getting TV work again as a result of this. There was a show that uh, was inspired by Saturday Night Live called Fridays. Right. And that was live, and Chubby guested on the program, and he performed running. I vividly remember that performance. So I included it in my set. Um, Do you have any... uh Recordings of you doing the song? There are there are no surviving recordings of my performance oh, of running. I know, I know. I think about that. No surviving recordings. I got a lot of other stuff, but not running. I kill to hear how that sounded at uh, Stubbs <laughs> Did Barbecue. Your, ba- your band had horns. 
The band did not have horns, and it did not have fiddles. We had a pedal steel guitar. But what we did was, we did get a saxophone player who would come in and guest on three or four tracks for parts of the... Uh, of the yeah, uh, you need that saxophone yes. for that particular song. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of revved it up to that and uh, brought a saxophone player in for some engagements. But uh, All right, now that we've wet your appetite, people, we're going to play it. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Chubbala Checker running. a Yiddish singer, a star of the Yiddish theater, 
His name was Leon Fuchs. And my grandfather was a fan of Yiddish theater, and he would take uh, me to see Yiddish theater uh, on 2nd Avenue on the Lower East Side at the Anderson's Theater, which later became a rock. They, they gutted it, but they didn't fix it up. They just brought rock bands in, and there were holes in the ceiling, and it was, it was pretty funny, but I remember it when Leon Fuchs performed. And Leon Fuchs performed a song called Twisting. 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 Twisting here, twisting there, twisting with der Chubbala Cheche. <laughs> We're gonna twist, 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 twist tonight. We're gonna twist, 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 twist tonight. We're gonna twist, 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 twist tonight. My father, in his ultimate wisdom, bought the recording of Leon Fuchs singing that. And as a kid, I, I played it over and over again. Just to hear <laughs> Leon Fuchs go, twisting here, twisting there, twisting with the trouble a checker. That's the truth. That's another chubby memory. So chubby, yes, chubby is ingrained in my consciousness, and uh, shall forever be. And uh, chubbala, ch- grateful for chubbala, grateful for chubbala Cheche, and uh, for running and for all the other uh, recordings that, that he has given us. And uh, any final words on the chub? No, uh, chubby, we love you and uh, be well, stay safe. And he yeah. was doing before the pandemic. He was performing at Disneyland. He was performing there. He was still doing it. So he knows what got him to the dance, no pun intended. But <laughs> and he uh, he's he's being a man about it. And he's he's being the eternal twister. Some way, darkness led me to your light. Cause night after night I was making a scene, broken and empty. I shadowed my dreams. There'll be some changes They're long overdue There'll be some changes Oh, what I need to do There'll be some changes Some changes In my Thank you so much, my friend. It has been a pleasure and an honor doing this program with you. And we will back be at you. We will be back soon with another episode of what's the name of the show, Bill? Put on a stack of forty-fives. Put on a stack of forty-fives, baby. We love you. See you soon. Take care. <laughs>